And joining us on this happy hour edition of the Stripe Show podcast is Mr. John Pack, standout amateur golfer currently at FSU, but still winding down from earning low amateur honors at this year's U.S. Open. John, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm excited to finally be back in Tallahassee after the U.S. Open. But yeah, that was an incredible week for me. Yeah, tell me a little bit more about it. I mean, we saw that the course was obviously playing hard. It was one of the biggest talked about things on social media, but we just saw it on TV as viewers. Tell us about the course conditions in person as an amateur. Was this your first U.S. Open as well? Yes. Oh, this is actually my first PGA Tour event, not just my first U.S. Open or major. So it was quite different than I expected because I didn't realize when people say, oh, the U.S. Open is so hard. I I didn't actually realize how freaking hard it actually was. <laughs> but yeah, something I've never seen before with the rough, I think on Friday, the week before the tournament, it was almost eight inches long. Oh my God. Yeah, which is just, you know, unreal. You don't really hear of that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think it was a little unexpected, but overall such an amazing experience. Yeah. So tell us about kind of the experience behind the scenes. I mean, I've played in a, in a U.S. Open before and it was the stuff like the locker rooms and the the hospitality and stuff that was really cool. Was that just a totally new experience for you? Oh yeah, a hundred percent because <laughs> they had little fitness gyms, a physio room, you know, people handing you range balls, picking up after you. And then the coolest thing was when you're on the range. And I think on Tuesday before the tournament, I set up next to Sergio and Bryson DeChambeau. And right next to Bryson DeChambeau was Tiger Woods. So that, <laughs> that's I mean, so cool. Yeah, that in itself was so awesome to me. I've Tiger Woods is probably my favorite golfer of all times. Just being able to hit on the same range as him. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's pretty cool to me. Knowing he was definitely watching your swing a little bit, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. He was definitely watching me. Not, not focused on his own thing or whatever. Yeah. Know. No, why would he be? Of course. <laughs> if I have the scores correct here, I think you shot 69, 76, 79, 74. Tell us about maybe a mo- your most memorable shot out there maybe or a moment that you will never forget um i think they actually caught this one on tv but it was my final round and it was hole number six the drivable par four and i had an iron in my hand and then i pulled out and took my driver and i was playing with troy merritt and he was like because you did that if this was a real tournament everyone would be cheering for you because no one wants to see a layup they want to see everyone go for it and then I hit my drive and I hit it to about 15 feet and made it the putt for Eagle. So I thought that was probably my most memorable hole or memorable moment out there. That's awesome. How did your um, team support you throughout the week? Because I know you guys have a pretty good relationship from what I've read online. Yeah. So obviously everyone's texting me after the rounds. And when I got back, they were all like asking me all these questions. And what was really cool is my coaches here set up a little video call at the end of my final round. And when I walked out there, everyone was there and asking me questions. So I thought that was really special. That is really awesome. How was it like, because you said it was your first PGA Tour event, let alone a major. What was it like being kind of a small fish in a big pond out there? There aren't many amateurs that get to play in those events. You know, as a competitor, I always have that mindset that I'm there to win. You know, right. that's just how everyone I think should think. But obviously playing there and seeing DJ Tiger, I was pretty intimidated at first. But then as the week went on, I talked to a few of them. I talked to Bryce and talked to Jordan, 
talk to Tiger and everyone there is super nice, which, you know, kind of surprises me because you think watching them on TV, you wouldn't think they would talk to you, but they all do. They all, you know, say very nice things. And I thought that was really cool. And, you know, I feel like I did a pretty good job of getting some exposure with those guys and talking to them. Yeah, that's awesome that you were able to build some relationships with them. You said you always looked up to Tiger and then you said you got to talk to him. What'd you guys talk about? He was talking about how good your swing was, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that particularly, but I did go up to him. We were walking back to the parking lot and I saw him there and I just I had to say something. So I, you know, I introduced myself and asked, Hey Tiger, this is my first major, my first PGA tour event. What's some advice you can give to someone like me? And basically he just told me to stay patient out here you know it's it's my first major it's not the end of the world if i play bad and it's not the end of the world if you make a bogey out here because this course is really hard so he just Mm -hmm. he told me to stay very patient out there and i thought that was some good advice for for someone like me that is good advice and definitely something to remember on a week where it is really hard and that's interesting that you said it was you know you're right though we see it all on tv and we we're like, oh, yeah, it's hard, but how hard can it be? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and then you show up and the rough is, is um, eight inches long. So you are in the low amateur honors and Bryson gave you a shout out, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, I thought that was really cool because we did speak to each other on Tuesday before the tournament. And this guy's focusing on winning a major and you know, after he wins a major, he, I would be the last person I think he would talk about, but I guess I wasn't. So for him to do that, that just means so much to me because, you know, obviously I was pretty nervous standing up there and to give me a little shout out. I thought that was awesome. Did you, were you able to talk to him after that? And how was his mood after winning? I talked to him for a brief second. and I just said, you know, thank you so much for that advice you gave me the other day. I really appreciate it. And then he said, yeah, no problem. And, you know, I hope to see you out here soon. So I thought that was really nice of him. That is awesome. What would you say, what advice would you now say that you would give to maybe somebody who's going to play as an amateur in the next major or next year's U.S. Open? That what, like, what, what was your biggest lesson? My biggest lesson I learned was that I'm not too far off, but I still need to work harder to get better to compete against these guys on a week-to-week basis. And then something I would tell someone if, say, they're playing the U.S. Open next year for the first time, I would just tell them to have fun because I think that's what I did a great job of doing is I enjoyed every moment I was out there. I didn't get angry and, you know, I just kind of just kind of played my game and enjoyed it. And personally, when I enjoy myself out there on the golf course, I play my best. I think that's something I feel like everyone can do is just enjoy it. Definitely, especially people who don't even play professionally. I feel like people nowadays, we even weekend golfers will get so upset at themselves. You <laughs> need a little perspective shift. Me and Travis talk about that a lot. So you're at FSU right now. You are what year? Senior? I am. Okay. So you <clears throat> only had great things to say about FSU, which makes sense. It's a great school. I'm from Orlando, by the way. Oh, so. awesome. Um, <laughs> what's been your favorite part of your time there so far? I think it's just the people I've met. I was from Orlando too. I lived there for my last three years of high school and I met three of my best friends from Orlando and they went to school here. And then I have a girlfriend here and then I have my teammates and I feel like I just met a lot of great people that I could trust and I can, you know, hang around with for a long time. And then obviously I have my coaches here. They got me through 
four years of college and I've become a better player every year and there's nothing more I could ask out of them. I feel like the support system I created when I got here is one of the big reasons why I love it here. Oh, that's great. That's great to hear. Well, your single year scoring average record at FSU, you set that at 69.56 as a sophomore. You must have been on fire that year. Oh, yeah. So that was the best I was hitting it in my career. I won the ACC championship to cap off the year, then didn't do so well at regionals. I think the one thing that changed from my golf game from junior golf to college golf was mentally I got very tough. What do you mean by that? What specifically have you worked on that you were lacking in your first year in college? So I, I work with Dr. Brett McCabe. He came a few times to help the FSU golf team out. His, um, mm-hmm. He works with a few tour players. Basically, he got me in the mindset of now when I hit a bad shot, I just think to myself, like, what's the worst that happens? It's just a bad shot. You just move on with it and just keep playing golf. I play with that mindset really well in my sophomore season and even my junior season as well. And I think that's something that got me to that next level was just being mentally tougher and just, you know, not being too worried about the bad shots and focus more on what's in front of you. Yeah, for sure. And then you competed in the Walker Cup as well a couple of years after that sophomore season. That was last year, right? Yes. It seems like a really cool event from everything that everybody sees, but it's not, it's like the college Ryder Cup, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. You were the only player with a perfect record in the event. So good for you. That was really cool because there's nothing like playing for your country having that American flag on your on your golf bag on your shirts and that was my mm-hmm. first time ever doing it and you know, nine of the best players in America being on the team that experience was awesome yeah and I'm sure you're gonna have a chance to do it again later in your professional career so that was some good experience there mm-hmm. back to the low amateur honors at the U.S. Open one more thing there you are in great company with that accomplishment others who have won that award are John Rahm, Jordan Spieth, Phil Mickelson, Matt Kuchar when you look at a list like that and see your name right there, what kind of feeling does that give you? And how do you look at that furthering your career? I'm obviously super honored and humbled to be low am this year. And I think the big thing I can take from that is it gives me a very big confidence booster that I'm not too far off. I've done some achievements that some of the best players in the world have done. And that gives me a lot of confidence. But like I said before, I still, if I want to do this every week with the Bryson DeChambeau's or Dustin Johnson's, I still need to get a lot better. And I think the big thing I take from that is I'm on the right track. Yeah. When you say you need to get a lot better, what were a couple things that you noticed at winged foot that you were like, okay, I need to work on that. I think I saw the stats and I was 61st in putting and only 61 people made the cut. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I guess I didn't putt that well. Um, so that's something I'm definitely going to have to work on. And I think just getting stronger. I don't necessarily want to change my golf game to hit the ball further, but I can definitely, you know, try to change my body and get physically stronger. And I think the challenge of getting physically physically stronger also makes you mentally tougher. So. Is that at all Bryson influenced? <laughs> you know, I mean, not only Bryson, like Matt Wolf, he's got so some incredible yeah. speed, and I I like to just get stronger. I mean, I I don't want to change my game because, you know, there's people that have tried to gain distance and their their game has you know gone south. So that's not something I want to change. But something I can change is just 
my physical body. Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's steer to a little bit more. Not that this hasn't been fun topics, but a little bit more fun topics. Who is your favorite pro to watch growing up? And then if it's changed now, you can have two different answers. Let's take a second to talk about the guys and girls over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation of having the most cutting edge technology in their golf balls that the industry has seen in quite some time. Their team in Buffalo, New York, is changing the script of golf technology through the perimeter-weighted designs, use of high-density particles, and even a nano-transitional layer in their latest creation, which offers players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course and extreme velocity off the tee. They already have their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, but the new Vero X1 is the highest performance ball to date with their full suit of golf balls. They are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com slash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show podcast. Oh, no, it's it's a very simple one. It's my favorite golfer's Tiger, and it still is. <laughs> Last year, we me and my buddies were all watching him win the Masters, and that was one of the coolest things ever. I've always looked up to Tiger, and I actually had this experience in 2016 at the Junior Invitational at Sage Valley. Tiger came to watch us, and he did a little clinic for us, and he came to the back of the range, and I was hitting golf balls, and um. He asked me what I was working on, and I said, oh, I'm just trying to work on hitting a little fade. And he goes, all right, give me the club. So he takes my actual, my iron, steps oh my up to it, and tells me to step in his footsteps. So my feet were too square, so he opened my feet up, and he just showed me where he steps in to hit a fade. And I literally stepped in his <laughs> footsteps, and I was like, wow. That is awesome. <laughs> that is really cool. That's a really cool experience there. And then you got to see him again just a couple of days ago as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. seeing him there was, you know, I, I still was really nervous seeing him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's the best of the best, right? I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about the best shot you've ever seen on a golf course? It can be yours. It can be a friend, a teammate. Mm, that's... um. The one I can remember is one of my best shots. We just opened a brand new golf course at Florida State University. It's called Seminole Legacy Golf Club. And on the very first day it opened, I made a hole in one on the fifth hole and I dunked <laughs> it straight in the hole. Oh my God, that's so, awesome. So, yeah, that timing. And that was only my second hole in one in my career, too. So I thought that was a pretty incredible story. Now you're always going to have good memories going on to number exactly, five. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I had one at the my home course in, at Arkansas, and every time I stepped up to that hole after that, I just felt so much confidence. I didn't care where the pin was. I was like, I can dunk it from here for sure. Exactly. I know the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good feeling for sure. Okay, we'll go into some little random questions that we like to ask all of our guests. They're super random, so you're you're just supposed to say – Whatever comes to your mind first, okay, okay? got it. How do you like your steak cooked? Uh, medium rare. Good answer. <laughs> Favorite candle scent? Oh, uh, something orangey. Orange candle? Yeah, or like, I, I don't know, something like fruity. I, I can't even think of that. <laughs> okay, all right. If you could be any animal, what would you be? Oh, uh, tiger. 
All right, good one. Favorite movie? Um, I haven't watched a movie in a long time. You got one recently? Oh, I can't even think of the last movie I watched. We'll go with a uh, um, Avengers Endgame. Big Avengers okay. guy. Okay, window or aisle seat on I'll the plane? Get that extra leg room. All right, for sure. Favorite non-golf vacation you've ever taken? Uh, probably going back, uh, going to Korea. Oh, that's super cool. Did you go with your mm-hmm. family? That was like 13 nice. years ago, though. <laughs> yeah. How about your favorite non-sports celebrity? Oh, non-sports? Gordon Ramsay. He's a yes. good one. That's a I'm really good I'm watching his documentary right now, and I love Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> I think my favorite gif of all time is the idiot oh, sandwich one. That is what are you? <laughs> That's so good. Okay, that's all I got for you as far as rapid fire goes. Anything else that you wanted to add about your experience at the U.S. Open this year? Um, it was a dream of mine since I was a kid, and it lived up to every expectation. Love that. Thanks, John, for joining us. 17th in the amateur golf rankings at Florida State University. A senior will be out there soon on the PGA Tour. We are all sure of it. John, thank you so much for being no, here. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed that.